Thank you for listening to the Calgary Business Podcast. As host, I've had the privilege of meeting a number of fascinating people that have shared their stories in the pre-COVID, COVID, and more recently in the early post-COVID months. Out of 186 podcasts to date, none stand out more than my chats with James McCare from the Calgary Food Bank, episode 82, and Laurie McRitchie from Airdrie Food Bank, episode 178. The Food Bank relies upon the support from the local community, and as many know, this support was very prominent during the COVID lockdown period. Now that businesses and activities have opened up across the globe, including children returning to school, it can be very easy to forget about those in real need of food donation. Take the time to donate to the food bank, whether it is at your local grocery store, such as the hampers placed by the cashier at Sobeys, or at the physical locations of both Calgary and Airdrie food banks, or online at the Canada Food Bank's website, www.foodbankscanada.ca. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day and stay safe. Good afternoon. Is that Shannon? Yes. To Calgary Business Podcast. Thanks for having me, Alan. It's my pleasure. And, uh, you know, this is episode number 198. And you may recall yourself that you were on the podcast about 100 episodes ago. Yes. Feels like 100 years ago, though. <laughs> well, the, it's a lot of time. Literally, I mean, in, in that short period. And you were mentioning, we talked about offline and how Marlo, you and I met. It was episode 92. I just I wrote it down on 3rd of March. You and I met in your studio, the So Float. Right. And, and we were not two meters apart, and there were no plexiglass barriers in place. There were not. And there was a little puppy on the floor. Yes. <laughs> that, that puppy. What, was it? what was your dog's name again? It was Marlo. Oh, yeah. wait. Oh, and then I mentioned Marlo Bras because I had just completed a podcast with her. Right. And Marlo had done from the barbell, the bar body studio. And, and I think you mentioned that she was just doing video getting sort of video to help some of her customers, but you're right. Who really thought about doing bar body online? Yeah. Right? I Just... thought that was so interesting. I thought, well, you know, everybody will want to go to a studio. Why would they want to do it online? And of course now there's, there's so much fitness and everything else that's being on, done online yeah. that no one ever imagined. Well, the quote, I mean, it struck a lot of people, but she, she was fortunate. A lot of people, you know, then I think I mentioned to you, Janice Eisenman, she literally was one of my first podcasts when COVID hit. And she said, I had to, she said she had to pivot because she was doing one-on-one with her one, my body couture. And so Janice was doing one-on-one fitness instruction. So she had to pivot, but she had said previous to, you know, kind of COVID, she was already kind of creating content, but yeah, what a period. So look, Janice, Janice, look, Shannon, (laughs) Shannon, you're getting me talking about other people, but let's start, let's, because we're wait, I've been waiting for months now about your new podcast, your new uh, app. So please tell us about your new your new uh, venture. Right. So, at the beginning of the pandemic, we were still uh, open. We we actually East Calgary Registry. Sorry, yes. For that I'm talking about. We were open throughout the pandemic. We ne- we never shut. We didn't shut for a single day, which is pretty unusual and um, something that we're really grateful for. But it presented a huge challenge for us because. While a lot of other businesses were closed or were doing um, curbside pickup or or delivery or that kind of thing, the registry actually requires people to come inside of our doors. But we had to manage how many people were coming in so that we could maintain social distancing. Sure. 
And what that meant was using tape and stickers on the floor and asking people to stand out on the sidewalk. And that's not a customer experience that any business owner wants to to offer to their customers. You know, just stand out on the sidewalk for somewhere between five and 45 minutes and eventually we'll get to you. And hopefully you won't have hypothermia by that point. Yeah. Um, So we realized really quickly that we needed to find some sort of a solution. And I think we knew that it was probably going to be something using some sort of technology to give people a better wait experience so that they could wait safely and warmly in their vehicles, for example, or even join the queue before they left home. Yeah. So we looked to see what solutions were available and there, there were some virtual queue solutions, but none of them worked exactly the way that we wanted it to work for our registry. And so we decided to build our own and that's how Waitwell was born. So the, the, for the benefit of the listeners, the East, East Calgary registry, and that's, for the car, for your to licensing, yes. motor vehicles, vital statistics, mo- corporate registry, that kind of right. thing. Right. So those are, vi- I mean, those are vital during COVID and not, whatever, anytime. And so good for you were deemed essential service to, to but the, the car, people weren't doing testing, right? That was that one thing they weren't allowing during that time? They did stop road testing for, yeah. I think, about three months. Right. Um, but every other service we continue to offer. So for birth certificates... And the thing you know, coming when you're new, like when you arrive back, there's a lot. I mean, let's back that up because you just, you said you had lineups, like 30, 40 people waiting. Is that? Well, you know, the first couple of months, things were, were significantly quiet. I think. Yeah. Um, and the government actually did give people some leeway. And they said, I think until May 15th, they had to renew. And some of these things we can actually do online, but people are just more used to coming into the sure. office to get them. The truth sure. is some, some people are procrastinators. I, I totally relate because I'm one of them. <laughs> and so they wait till that last couple of days of the month. And at that point, they don't have time to receive the tabs in the mail. So they have no choice but to come in and do it in our office. Um, so, yeah, and there, then there are just our services that we can only do in person. We can only do a driver's yeah. license renewal in person. Um, so wait well now is linked, linked to your registry. Is there, or how is that? It's, it's a separate company. So we yeah. started we started a separate company because we realized that if we needed a solution like this, then other businesses, not just registries, uh, yeah. we do have about a dozen Alberta registries that are using Waitwell right now, but yeah. we also have um, a, a retail store. <laughs> I'd like to say retail stores, but at this point we have one retail store. Uh, so we're looking to expand. We, th- we think we could really help the um, Alberta Precision Labor- Laboratories, for example, to um, streamline right. the way that they have they have people um, who are lining up outside. And, you know, sometimes these are sick people. Yeah. Sometimes the doctor sent them for last minute blood work because there's something wrong. And so, you know, we, we sure think that they'd be better off waiting warmly in their car than standing out in a parking lot somewhere. Sure. And I mean, this, literally, you reminded me when we sometimes we had to get we had to get the pets, our pets done just up here in. Not far from where you, you know, up on 185th Street and whatever it is that up there, there's a co-op. And right next okay. to co-op is the, there's a, the Westbridge, I think it's called Westbridge. And there's a, there was a pet care. We had to get the, the cat, their pets, their vaccinations. And the, the, they'd sent us a text message saying, or a message saying, you, you know, you can't come in. We'll message you when the dogs, when the dog and cat are ready. And it was like this weird, it was weird, but it worked. Mm-hmm. They just, it does work. They messaged, but it was a real, it wasn't an app or anything I could book. So I'm just thinking they're doing, they got that. That was like in May, mid-May, end of May. And uh, they didn't allow people into their, into the stores. So they hand, they brought the pet out, the dog out in the cage and everything. So. So. Yeah, well, I had I had a COVID puppy. I, I I hopped on the bandwagon earlier. I got my puppy three weeks before COVID started. Yeah, Marlo. Um, yeah, <laughs> but uh, but I had the same experience with my vet. And in a smaller 
business where you only have one service provider, for example. Yeah. Um, that can work, but what Waitwell does is allows that to work on a, on a much larger scale and it automates the whole process. So we have actually two stages of waiting. So because in, in, in the registry business, we have a, a, a service fee that, you know, most people imagine that they're, you know, they think they're paying $93 and we're getting a big portion of that. Sure. The truth is most of that money just goes to the government and we just keep a small portion, which is our service fee. And so we don't have the kind of business where we can afford to be waiting for the people to walk in from their car. We need to have our customers ready for us to serve them so that we can keep that line moving. And well, the visibility, so ours, right? That you'll, this is to your point. I think you and I talked a bit offline. Sorry to cut you off, but then you were talking sure. about data because there's a data. How long does the average person wait? You can send that feed that back over the over time. For right. look, you don't need to wait. Let's book it on our, our Wednesday or our Tuesday or whatever it is. You can get data for that. Sorry. I, I, yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. Well, we don't do bookings. Yeah. This is strictly for walk-in. But oh, okay. As far as data goes, it's been it's been eye opening as a business owner. And and to tell you the truth, it was a bit of a learning curve for the first couple of weeks because I could see at any given time. I can look on my phone at this moment and I can tell you how many people are waiting for service. Yeah. How long each of them have been waiting? What our average wait time is today? What our average wait time sure. was last week? Uh, what our average serve time is? How how each service provider? What is their average service serve time per customer? And so all of this data is is amazing for a business owner because it really allows you to plan your staffing better um, and it gives you a really really good insight into what the customer experience is like so uh, did it's you a little challenging because it's not nice to see that your customers have been waiting for 35 minutes there's a lot of of um stress associated with that but did the data did your idea on the data come up was it you, you were balancing the idea with your with your part with your your, co- your, your partners, and you can, I'll let you name them as you wish, but was it something you sat back, we, how to capture this data, or was it something that fell out and said, oh, by the way, you can capture data? I'm just curious. Well, I think that we just knew right away that there was going to be a lot of data captured yeah. inherently just in offering the service. And as a business owner, data is, data is just so key. And so we knew that we had to find a way to... Um, to, to, to create reports and to create a dashboard that would be meaningful yes. and useful for the business owners. But that that's intuitive. That's rather intuitive because today's world and data has been around for a while. I mean, I remember 15 years ago, data management, big data, but more recently, and then I'm seeing the trend a lot in my podcasts, some of the tech people that are saying, Oh, we're capturing data and we're creating, we're not looking back. We're looking forward. Yes. So, and this to your point about the lines or your customers, if it's, you know, if it's a pharmacy, right? The same filling subscriptions and sitting and waiting, you have to step aside for a little bit, right? From the right. pharmacy and, and it's, or the fitness, some of the fitness places who can only have maximum of people. Um, and, you know, it, there's a, I can see it multiple uses, but that data is critical. And for you predicting. Right. But the truth is, I think most businesses are drowning in data. We all have data. Um, the, the trick is to create some dashboards and reports that are meaningful. To yes. Figure out what information is going to actually, um, are you going to be able to act on as a business owner? Right. That's going to be meaningful to you so that you can make whatever changes you need to make to make, to be sure that you're delivering the best possible experience that you can for your customers and also making the best decisions for your business in terms of, you know, for example, staffing budgets. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, you know, the, as you remember the early COVID days, Sobeys, for example, was was had decreased hours, 
And I was talking, you know, I was talking to some of the different people about that. He said, the reason, or he said, he, the reason some of them were closed like that is because they, their staffing, they had to minimize, they didn't want to put people on two shifts. So they, they keep right. their costs down. I don't know if Sobeys was specifically, but there was some, some small business owner said, we, we could only afford one shift because there was no visibility on the, the staff. They didn't know who's going to come, or sorry, the staff, on the, their, the, 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 um, the demand for the product, whether it's a restaurant or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's key to your point about staffing. You know, if you have information about the, when you should best put staff on or two staff or three staff, depending on the business. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's very, very impactful. Okay. So you've got, you've got tech. So the, the big, the big, you and I kind of talked about offline a bit about the text messaging. Was it? Yes. And that was something because you're like looking at the people in line and they're on their phone. Is that what the I trigger point was? Exact. That's exactly what it was, Alan. And I felt very strongly about it from the very beginning yeah. that we were not developing an app. Yeah. And a lot of people will say, oh, tell me more about your app. It's not an app. It's not an app that you put on your phone. It's There's nothing that the customer has to download. Yeah. And I felt really strongly about that because... I mean, I know you have, um, you're a parent as well. I have four kids yeah. and well, they're kind of old enough that they've got their, wait, last time I talked before. to you, you had three, where'd the fourth one come no, from? No, no, I've, I've had four for a while. Um, but you know, that when they were littler, they were always putting their apps on my phone. Yes. And then, you know, so many places, you know, save on foods or, you know, wherever you go, they, they want you to download their app. Yes. Yes. Um, and then your phone gets filled up. You get apped up. You get apped up. Apped up. Yes. <laughs> And for a registry that you only probably go to visit once a year, maybe even once yeah. every two years, you don't want to have their app on your phone. So we, I felt really strongly that I didn't want it to be anything that the customer had to download. And so Good. I, I thought, well, what are my customers doing on their phones? They're texting. Uh, that's, the, that's what they're using their phone for anyways. So why wouldn't I want to um, harness that? Yeah. The text is actually... Um, there's there's a lot of data on this, but text is the most widely your text app is the most widely used app or most commonly used app on people's phone in general. There may be some some people may use like you said LinkedIn more than texting, but in general, it's the most used app. No, no, I think this is the difference. Red. Yeah, see, because my my frame of reference, I'll tell you, is is probably more coming from Middle East and where we were overseas. So when I did come back, a lot of people were texting me and sending voice messages. And I'm like, wait, whoa, what about WhatsApp? And well, we weren't using more. Mm-hmm. So it, it, my frame of reference is different than yours because you've been grounded in Calgary for the last, you know, your time of having four kids and the right. businesses. So you, I didn't, I didn't relate that so well to now when you say that, I'm like, so many people just send me a cell, send me on my cell, on my cell. And, you know, because I use mobile, we, we use it that context so i you really are right that, that's something i didn't really put together until you just said it right now that's perfect i like yeah. that and the other thing is that text gets seen right away i think that the the stat on that is something like 85 percent of texts are read within five minutes yeah so you know it's a it's an instant medium and you're referring to gary v um who says this a lot as well it is it is the most untapped method of interacting with customers because and and people have been afraid to do it because you know, it's, I, don't, I can't remember the words that you used, but it's sort of like that last way of getting in touch with clients that, that maybe we don't want to go there. But I, the research is showing that, that that's actually how people want to interact. And they may act on the text or they may not, but yeah. they will see it. And if it's important to them and, and, and meaningful, like, for example, getting a place in line in a registry, they appreciate that rather than, you know, an email or an app that they have to download. No, I think that, and this is, this is going to be, you and I t- t- talked a little bit about email. 
because in, in Gary V talks about this all the time. He goes in 1997, you opened every email and you were absorbing yes. it like it was it was golden. <laughs> like when you first got fly, like when you're a kid and you get you get mailed, like you opened it and flyers yes. and you dug through and you got home and you couldn't. Yes. And now it's like they go into the right to the recycling bin, right? And nothing, you know. So the text message is the last bastion of where you haven't been jaded by some marketing or some, you know, some something. And so that, that, I think that's important. And that's, and that's why it's kind of the territory is on it's, you know, it's fresh urban territory, if you want to call it. And I think yes. you've, you've t- tapped into that, but more to the mm-hmm. point, like the lineup. So the weight, well, let's, let's understand. So you, you don't have an app that goes on the phone. How do people register with you? How do they, the East, East register? Okay, so when, when they arrive at our location yeah. or any of the locations that are using wait, well, um, they will see a, some sort of signage on the window and it will say, text your name to this number. Oh, right. So all you have to do is open up your text app, yeah. you put the phone number in there, and then you put your first name. You send and you'll immediately get a text back saying, hey, Alan, you're number Simple. 17 in line. Your waist, your wait time is going to be about 20 Your waistline? Minutes. Don't talk about my waistline. <laughs> no, no. Your esti- I meant to say estimated wait time. I know. Is about 22 minutes. And then there's a link there and you click on the link and it will open up yeah. in the browser on your phone. Um a status update page, which you can then keep open yeah. or, you know, minimize and use other things on your phone, but you can keep referring back to that and it will continue to update as you move through the line to give you a good idea. So if you decide to go next door and pick up some groceries at sure. Foods, for example, then you can continue, you can just refer to that every few minutes to see, okay, well, it looks like I'm, you know, it's still going to be 16 minutes or, oh, it looks like I've moved up and now there's only a few minutes left. I better hurry up. Um, so yeah, that, that way people can sort of use their time effectively rather than standing on a sidewalk. You know, it's, it's something that, um, I mean, I, I, when you go to restaurants, it's when the Middle East, and I, I don't know, but the, I don't know here in Calgary, but I'm going back to my Middle East, they'd give you this buzzer and you carry around this thing yeah. and it would buzz and it would mm-hmm. scare you if you were some, but you know, literally, cause we, if you're just in the mall, that was really effective. And to your point here. Um, it gives that if you're say, waiting in the car or you text from home, if they, if they can get that number, is it, so how do they do it from home or they have to go to your website and how does that? Yeah, they could go to the website if they had the number, which, yeah. you know, a lot of, a lot of times we have return customers, so they can just text their name in to rejoin the line or they can do it from our website. Both of those will work. Okay. Yeah. So, the, but the one thing that's different about the buzzer, the, you know, the picture <laughs> yeah, kind of thing, yeah. is the you know I I've been in the registry business for for quite a long time, and I think the number one question I get from people who are standing outside is how long is it going to be? Yeah. And when you have a physical lineup, you you don't have any answer to that. I don't know. It looks like there's maybe twelve people in front of you, maybe five minutes each. Like you really don't know, and it depends on how many customers are sorry, how many staff members are on the counter. It depends on how many customers are waiting. It's, it depends on a lot of different factors, right. and it's really hard to predict. Our software is so intelligent that it actually analyzes, again, the data over the past hour and the previous day. It can predict. It, yes, it gives a very accurate wait time. There are days where we've been uh, close to 60 seconds in deviation between estimated wait time and actual wait time. No, that's powerful. See, that's powerful. That, yes. that, that helps. But see, that... I mean, again, to your point, but if you want to go to businesses and getting them to adopt it, that information right there is key, particularly if they have lineups and, and maybe pre-COVID or COVID or whatever. But if you provide that information, say, look, here's the, your, your neighbor. Let's say somebody adopts it. You, you turn around and say, here's the dashboard for your neighbor who, who does widgets or whatever, right? 
And uh, yeah, this is very powerful, very powerful. Mm-hmm. So you've got a YouTube channel as well, it sounds like, or it looks like. Are you doing, are you explaining videos or what are you doing on YouTube? Yeah, we have some explainer videos. I have a quick demo video on there. Um, we have a, a cartoon animation type explainer as well. Yeah. Uh, YouTube's really new to me. I, I haven't quite figured out how to use it. I need to ask my kids <laughs> because <laughs> they, they know everything about YouTube. No, get them to create a 30 second uh, TikTok app uh, ad and right. then you place that as part of your pre, you know, the 30 seconds, bring that over to your YouTube so this kid's, my kids created this for me and I thought I'd, I'd start with that. And then you go into your spiel after, I don't know, just, mm. just think it out loud. If you want to get the yeah, kids involved. <laughs> that's a great idea. I have no idea what TikTok's all about. Something about dancing, I think, or, no. or music or. Oh, no. I'll send you, I'll send you some stuff <laughs> offline. And it's literally the, the, the Gen Z's, you know, she said, if you don't know, if you don't understand what's going on in Gen, like the Gen Z's mind, you're a zoomer, or you're a boomer. <laughs> it's like anyone who's old, over 24 is a boomer, but it's pretty funny, but literally <laughs> okay, it, it's, it was the whole thing about, yeah. Okay. It was the whole thing is like, it's just, she really talked about, you know, why and she was talking to it. It was Andreessen Horowitz, a venture capital, one of the partners of, uh, you know, of Andreessen Horowitz. And literally they were going through everything that YouTube is not, or uh, TikTok is not. So I'll send you some stuff that might change your mind, but Sure, I would love to see that. Yeah, so the the, the thing about the text messaging, because you, you and I talked a little bit offline, and I sent that message. You know, this company called Nudge. You know, they raised two million, and it's it's kind of it's nudging you with SMS messages or nudging. You know, I think I sent that link to you on LinkedIn. Right. Yes. But it's just, and they're it's see, this is an idea. Yours is still kind of an idea because it was done to help your business, but it sounds very ubiquitous that it can really come across. You know. Like you said, you've already seen, you've, got, you've talked about healthcare. You've talked about you and I talk about movies. But I don't know if people if that works or not in movies, um, but dog, you know the pets. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a lot of applications where this can yeah, go. Yeah, I think yeah, absolutely. Pharmacies, um, healthcare, labs is a problem. That yeah. We really oh, the labs. Solve. Yeah, the like, labs. That's what it was. I don't think that sick people need to be standing outside in the parking lot. So yeah. we're trying to get that conversation started with APL. Um, I see lineups everywhere. I, I see, you know, there's retail applications, uh, restaurants, uh, not so much restaurants that take reservations, but restaurants that do sort of like, your, you know, your, brec- your brunch place, for example, that typically will have people oh, spilling right. out onto the sidewalk, yep. um, that kind of thing. And probably other applications within government as well. We've talked with um, our CMP, for example, municipal offices, anywhere where people go for service and they don't make an appointment beforehand, but rather uh, are used to standing in line for service. That's those are the customers that Waitwell can help. You know, let's go back. I go back to because I first went overseas into Russia, and, and the people always talk about the lines, the food lines that they had, but that was just mm-hmm. a scarcity thing. But some of those lines, like just the bread, fresh bread would come every morning. And people will be waiting. It's almost to the point. And literally, I remember myself, I'll, you arrive there, you wait, I'll wait till the line gets, I'm talking about lines, but I'll wait till the line goes down. I get out because I wasn't, I was, wasn't from there. And I, I come down and like, no, we're done. There's no more bread, you know, <laughs> it's like, all right, maybe I could have used that, uh, that messaging app way back when. Yeah. Your, your, your abundance mindset shot you in the foot there. But you know, you're reminding me a lot of, there's another, uh, and it, you probably just, it might not fit. But it reminds me of, I listened to a podcast and the guy who started, you know, when you get the, you, when you get the eight seconds, when you're, you're trying to verify, they're verifying that you're not an, a robot. 
Yes. And so it's crowds. The guy calls it the crowdsourcing, and it's so it's called verify or whatever it's called, re-verify. And it's that eight seconds. And what are you doing initially? You just you just clicked on a thing and said you're you know you're okay. But the more the other part of it is where Google is is working together with that company that you're verifying it's not a crosswalk, you know, it's a chimney stack, a bicycle, right? That's Google taking those eight seconds to double, it's, you know, it's a dual purpose. And you really had me thinking how, if you're waiting in line, can you gamify, you know, I'm just, that's literally what I thought, but you're not quite that way because you want people not to be waiting. They let them go do other things, but there's that. That's, that's our mindset for sure. The gaming idea is great. I love that. I might, I might have to um, bring that up to my 17 year old and see what he has to say about it. Uh, he's, he's an ultimate gamer. Yeah. Um, well, gaming but, uh, or gamify, yeah, where you, where you gamify, I mean, you use it to a double, a dual purpose. I don't mean gaming. Right. I'm, I'm kind of probably using the wrong term, but just, there's that one right for there. Entertainment. There's the game. There's a yes, pure distraction ga- from the, the, the monotony of waiting. And you say, I've got this cute. So that, that's something, again, you and I could talk offline, but I'm, I, I was thinking kind of the, the part where people are waiting and how can you, you know, dual purpose, how can you feed into maybe questionnaires for this business, for your business, you know, the changes right. to Albert. Well, you know, speaking of questionnaires, one thing that we have added that I'm not using yet, yeah. but we may um, implement in the future is we have a COVID waiver. Oh, so- right. Yeah. When people get their first text saying you're number 17 in line, your estimated wait time is 22 minutes, we can have a link to a waiver that they need to fill out. Yeah. And we developed that because we've had in, input from, uh, for example, orthodontist's office. Right. And they want you to text them when you arrive and then they come out with a clipboard yep. with a COVID waiver, with a pen, you know. It has just been touched by somebody else. And so we were thinking, you know, if there, if there are touch ways smart. to do it, why not use the phone to do that? Yeah. So we actually do have a, a COVID waiver um, uh, form that you can add into any of the text templates. Everything's completely customizable. So you set it up however you want. Sure. Uh, so you could have people fill that out before they come in. And then you can actually see there's a, there's an icon beside their name on the, the, um, on the customer's web portal page that they that they actually see the queue on so they can see who's filled out the waiver and who hasn't so before they even call the customer to come in they can already see what their answers are in the waiver okay well you, you're on to something where i think is important so there's my daughter just a couple weeks ago had a you know she needed stitches and i called my neighbors and they all said there's a clinic downtown i can't remember the name of it um and mm-hmm. literally they go go there and then okay. there was a huge wait and it was just to get stitches because there's other people around there's a huge queue and you had to fill out the similar back to filling out the forms and, and you know, the typical doctor's visit, but this is a clinic, this is a walk-in clinic, right? So that wait, yes. it's just when you step in, I think there, maybe there's already, you've already, you're, you're, uh, you're figuring out how to get that business. But I'm thinking the forms that you fill out, like there's, there's, there's apps that come, you know, you walk into the clinic in the U S and it literally, oh, welcome, you know, welcome again, Mr. Jones or whatever. But literally when I was in Middle East, it's fill out the form, new clinic, you're filling out, you know, Alberta Healthcare. It's crazy. The number of things you have to touch, right? And yes. as you said, there's a clipboard that's been touched by three people, the pen and all that. So, yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I think, and I don't think the touchless thing, I, I personally don't think that that's going to go away. I think that we certainly have enough technology. Most of us can do practically everything we have to do with the phones, yeah. with our phones. And I don't know that people are ever 
I think things will relax. I think that, you know, once there's a vaccine or once, um, you know, whatever the, the, our, our way out of this is, I think that people will relax about a lot of things, but I think that I don't think that we will ever go back to being comfortable with touching things that other people have touched without having hand sanitizer there. I think that our expectations around sanitation and having touchless options, I don't think that's going to leave us. No, I think you're right. And that's, I've had a couple of the, the cleaning, cleaning, cleaning casts. I had a couple of podcasts where there were the cleaning and literally we were talking about that, that, that same thing, the playgrounds. Uh, I was mm-hmm. thinking that during COVID, I remember during COVID before they shut down some of the ones I'm thinking you're touching, you know, like literally there's subconsciously, but then, you know, the government shut it down. But then the common areas you're going to go in your apartment or the common areas of Soul Float Studio. You know, someone sits and people are conscious thinking of that, right? And so the trust, it's that trust and, and your habits are going to change. And yeah. So, well, some of us have always been germaphobes, but I think, yeah. I think, I think yeah. now 90% of us are germaphobes. We used to be in the minority. Yeah. Well, Monk, I don't know if you ever see that, that series that used to run a few years ago called Monk. No. And he was, no. he was like, he'd grab the phone. He grabbed the doorknob with his with his you know his, his sleeve and everything, and he was completely that way. And it's a great series; you have to watch. I it. do that all the time. Is that is that funny? Well, no. For the series was, and then he got a drug to help him with his because he was literally obsessed, and he got a drug oh, yeah. and he was grabbing people's sandwiches and normally. Anyway, well, so no, so look, your app is it's it's a tech, but not tech because you're saying it's not an app, but it's a, you've got kind of this. What what where's the tech involved? Because I'm really I'm, I'm really excited with that part. Well, it's it's SMS text server based, yeah. and then of course there there is a um, a web portal that the staff use so that they can actually see everybody who's in line, they can see the history, they can actually send the person a text. So if you come and I I notice that you're in line, I can send you a text that says, "Hey, meet me at the pickup counter," yeah. or, or um, so I can text one on one with customers if if a customer leaves. And then we get a, a fax from the government or, you know, something saying, you know, okay, yes, you're approved. You can do, I can text them back and say, please come back. We're able to serve you now. Um, another thing that we can do that's really cool is let's say you come to the registry and you join the lineup and then you decide to go pick up some groceries, but it takes you a bit longer than you thought. And so you miss your turn. Yeah. You'll actually get a text saying, Hey, Alan, we looked for you, but we couldn't find you. Please press two if you're ready for service or press nine to leave the queue. And so you actually will not lose your place in the yeah. line. If you press two, you go right to the top of the line. So you're not waiting twice. So that, that um, see, I don't want that. That reminds me of Apple and Apple kind of, when you go to the Apple yeah. store, Apple's, you're not, you, they have that similar feature, which is great because it's absolutely yeah. leading edge. I love that. Yeah. That's my favorite comment is when people say, oh, it's just like the Apple store. When you said that, that that's who the doesn't first love thought, the Apple store? Yeah, the first thought that came to mind, that's perfect, right? Give you the op- option to opt in and then, or opt out. And that's perfect. I like that. Yeah, exactly. But is that something you came, I, I mean, is that, again, is that the app or that, like, I like that, but is it something that was already built in when you guys were creating this or how? It, it works. No, we, we built it from scratch yeah. and it works exactly the way that I imagined it, nice. the way that I specified it, if not better. The feature for the estimated wait time is much, much better than I imagined. I thought that we would just do a flat formula. You know, if there are this many people, uh, staff members on the counter and this many people in line, we estimate, you know, four minutes per service. Right. Because he's coding. So, your coder. The guy's coding yes. that. Yeah. Your partner. Yes. And yeah. so I imagined that he was going to do was just X times Y divided yeah. by, you know, yeah. number of, of staff on the counter or whatever. Um, but he didn't. He actually was able to use, again, like you said, the data 
from the, the previous hour and the previous day. So we actually give people a really meaningful and accurate estimated wait time. So I'm going to put a scary word into this called AI machine yes. learning. <laughs> the machine is learning. And so you're, I mean, that literally that you're going to, you, yeah. you need to partner up with some AI people because this thing will get scary. It'll get real and really good. Right. It's like when yeah. you Google next time I Google something, I'm going to get, I know what I'm going to get. I'm going to use weight. Well, things sponsored <laughs> ads from weight. Well, now that I've Googled it, right. Cause I'm on your website. And I Googled it. Yes. So that'll come on my Instagram feed. It'll come on my Twitter, somewhere that's sponsored at. But that's, that's AI working on a different, on a, you know, on the marketing side. But for your side, this is powerful. There's real power and uh, how you can, you know, you can help your customers, which is ultimately why you did this, right? You were doing it. I got to help yeah. these people because they're sitting outside or whatever. Well, exactly. As a business owner, I feel really strongly as a registry owner. And I, I know a lot of, um, uh, or most of the, the registry agents in my network feel the same, which is that our goal is always for people to leave and say that, you know, for going to a registry, that was a pretty good experience because e even going to a registry, which is never the top, you know, on anybody's to-do list, yeah. it can still be great. If the, if the, if the business owner cares enough to look at the business from the point of view of the customer, which I do, I always make it a point to walk in the doors if I'm a customer and try to see what they see. And to spend time observing how they're how they're interacting throughout the you know from the minute they walk in the door till they go up to the counter, yeah. watching that experience. And if the if the business owner cares enough to um, to see it from the customer's point of view, there's always room for improvement. And in this case, there was tons of room for improvement. And I think honestly, we've just kind of knocked it out of the park with Waitwell. It's it's it serves it solves the problem that we had. Um, in a really elegant and powerful way that really improves the experience for everybody. Yeah, that you, I mean, that's a UI, UX, or user interface and user But you put, I like what you just said, because you said, I put myself there. What, do, what are they experiencing and how can I improve that experience? You know, it reminds mm -hmm. me, I mean, the one, one podcast that does remind me of is the interview with the, Uber, uh, the Airbnb founder. So way back when he said, you know, it was the 11-star the, the experience. And so one star is, you know, zero or zero star, one star and all the way up to you get a, you know, you get a, you go to the moon on a, a, a but literally he just, he, he went to one of their guests in New York and the guy handed him, they were just meeting their hosts and, you know, host, 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 tell you things. And then one host handed him a binder. He said, here's the things I think you can improve. This was early days Airbnb and, and they learned from that. They made, they created mm -hmm. that experience. You know, they don't adopt everything, but it's incredible how you, you know, you, that's, that's really intuitive. But as you put yourself as a business owner and then thinking, how can I improve the experience of my customer? That's brilliant. Yeah. And, and seeing it through fresh eyes, it gets challenging because you get accustomed to seeing it through your own yes. eyes. And so sometimes you have to actually, um, you know, like Intuit, for example, they do this thing called a follow me home where they, they, they literally <laughs> will follow a customer Creepy, home creepy. And get, like from... <laughs> From the time that they unpack yeah. the box, they, oh, you know, they rip off the cellophane and open the box. And, you know, back in these days, it might have been like sticking a CD in the computer <laughs> or whatever. But just to, to see the experience from the very beginning, yeah. what is the customer understanding intuitively? What are they struggling with? What are they, um, you know, failing at? Um, and it's really difficult to get those fresh eyes sometimes as a business owner, if you've owned your business for a long time. If, if you're not using your customer's experience, your observation of the customer's experience and asking them, how was that for you? You know, what could we have done better? What would, how would you like it if it was like yeah. this? 
if you're not using that, then you're really missing an opportunity. But see, your customer base ranges from, you know, I'm going to go to the 14-year-old who's going to get a learner's permit or the, whatever they call it these days, GDL, all the way to the, and I'm going to say 80-year-old, right? So imagine sure. the platforms that each of them are comfortable where SMS is the, the core one, but they're all on different platforms at different, like my daughter's on Snapchat, they're on uh, Twitter, uh, uh, TikTok, I'm, as you and I mentioned, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, you know, and so finding that mode because your customers all over. Your customers not on what I guess the common one is the SMS, but getting them, you know, to you and to your. There's a you got a massive range. You have a broad range. I'm sorry to tell you, but you do, and it's it's. But it's exciting. That's <laughs> the sure. exciting part. And there and there are some people that don't have a smartphone. Right. There are some people that don't have a cell phone at all. They don't even have a flip phone. Um, you know, and we have to serve those customers as well. So we do have an easy way to add customers on the fly. Yeah. Uh, and we have a kiosk as well. So so they can use the kiosk or a staff member can add them really quickly that you have to give people that option. There's about 5% of the population that doesn't actually use a smartphone. Well, it's interesting that you say that because even the, the $50 Nokia, you can get $50 phones these days and you still have the old tech where it's to push, you know, AAA, BBB, CCC, you know, to get an SMS. And I, there's mm-hmm. still even low, and I, at least in, in some, at least when I was living in the Middle East, a lot of the workers, some of the real... You know, they were still had the very, very cheap smartphones. So, I mean, maybe it depends on the market, but I don't know. Five percent seems like a lot. People don't even have a phone, yeah. but that's. It. I think it depends probably on the area of the city sure. you're in. I think that's kind of like a across the, you know, across the board sort of figure for North America. Okay. And I would say in my neighborhood, I think that that's probably about right. That's that's what I see with my own eyes is probably around 5%. But I also think that, you know, as a business owner, you can't, you have to accommodate those yeah. people depending on what your business is. Maybe you don't. I mean, you, you might have a business where th- th- those just aren't your customers, so you don't build around them. But even for me, of course, I'm going to accommodate everybody who walks in my door and I'm going to find a way for them to join the queue. But I'm not going to design my processes around like but this is important this I, oh, I really got to I really want to, at this point you just triggered something there is the, the lineups because when they were talking about going back to work like just normal work and you know, your, your mm-hmm. point about things are going to change and how we touch because the lift lines or the elevator lines right people right literally you i mean this this would work in an office environment the ones that are going back to work and some of the smaller you know 10-story buildings or whatever it is they're just going to be the people are going to take in the stairs or not, if you're a little higher, right? Who's going to take, you know, it's the, the people are saying it was more productive for me to stay home than to go back into the workforce. So that line, because I'm, because I'm looking on your website and you've got this thing. Uh, it's a wait while lobby kiosk. It's, I love this. It just, but this is huge. I mean, this is, this is what it's about. Like check in when you're ready to come up on the lift or right. when's the lift going to be ready. Right. Cause or the, I say, yeah. I say lift with elevator. <laughs> I'm multilingual like that too. Yeah. So, well, I, you know, Shannon, is there anything? This is really, it's kind of cool. You've opened my eyes to a new, uh, it's really, really cool. And, and not that I'm, you know, the SMS thing is, is foreign to me because you, as you said to your point, mm-hmm. it's been around 20 years yeah, to send an sure. SMS. It's taken you 20 years to figure this out. <laughs> well, you know, COVID was really the, um, the catalyst for us, but I had actually looked at doing a virtual queue yeah. probably six years ago. And I think at that time, oh, okay. uh, cost was a factor, uh, the, the virtual queues solution, um, which, and like I said, it doesn't work exactly the way ours does. Ours is a better solution for our industry. 
Um, and I think for a lot of industries, yeah. like for example, having the two stage waiting. So the people who are at the top of the line are already waiting inside and, and, and controlling the number of people in your waiting area that way. That's, that's completely unique for us. And so ours really meets the COVID need much better than any other providers, but we had looked at it before right. and we decided at that time uh, not to, to go that direction because we didn't, we weren't sure about the uptake on mobile. If, you know, I think at that point at six years ago, it probably was closer to 10% rather than 5% that didn't have the, right, so we were kind of right. waiting for sort of people to catch up with the technology because the technology was there, but the people weren't. Um, and then COVID, COVID was a trick. COVID was a trigger. It was, it just hit you. It yeah. literally but I hit don't you think it's face. going back. I mean, I was and looking I, at uh, South trail crossing in Calgary is using wait well. And I was looking at their Google reviews last night and they have, I think they have seven or eight five-star reviews that were specifically referring to Waitwell Virtual Key Solution. Um, but there were two of them at least that said, I hope this doesn't go away. I hope this isn't just a COVID thing. So the thing is that when you offer people oh, a level right, of convenience, right. they're not going to want to go back on that. Once they find out that they can join the queue no. before they leave home and they don't have to stand around, whether there's a virus to be worried about or not, I don't think they're going to want to lose that. And I don't think the business owners are going to want to lose that um, that data, like you said, because it's it's really valuable. Yeah. And I guess the next thing that we want to add is a customer service piece to it, because how great as a business owner would it be if after the person left your business, you could send them a text? Give well, feedback. you can say, yeah. would you leave us a Google review, which is so helpful as a business owner. Or you could say, you know, on a scale of one to five, how would you rate your service provider today? And now that data goes right into, it's just another report that I can run to see um, how, what, what overall rating each service provider, each of my staff members has. So as a business owner, yeah. that's extremely valuable. Well, that gets to that stickability and you get company, whatever that the term is, the marketing people use to get, yes. you know, to get them yes, back, exactly. right? That, that, to come, come back and use that customer, that service again. And I just, while you were speaking about your other, you have to tell me that name of that company again. I gave it just so I can give them a shout South Trail Crossing. What was the name of it? Registry. Oh, yes. South Trail Crossing. Oh, okay. Just another, just <laughs> another registry. No, I'm just kidding. South Trail Crossing. No, no, but you hit, you hit on something that I think is very important because businesses and Jeff Adamson was on oh, right. from Neo Financial. And I, I'm starting to see them. And, and I, I, I think there's an opportunity, Jeff, if you're listening to this podcast, it's not live, but. You know, I, I think there's an opportunity for you to link with them because if you're talking to merchants and companies and, and this customer service thing, that there's, there's a bit of a loop there. And he's talking, he talked a lot about data, tracking, you know, getting local data for local, from local merchants, from local customers, really local, local. And I think there's an yeah. opportunity there to, you know, for you guys. I don't know how you connect that. There's how you connect the dots. But I want to wait. I, I just want to wait for all these ideas. But literally, it's it's really that's important. The customer service, and you give them that that feel, and you'll get the stickability. You know, I might not be. This might not be the right term. Yeah, but you well, get my them business coming back. My business partner uses the word sticky quite a bit in terms of you know we have a great solution for COVID, but obviously our goal here is not just to create a, a, a solution for COVID. Our our goal here is to create yeah. a solution that that customers and users and uh the businesses are you know the subscribers to wait well like registries like labs like uh restaurants salons those kind of people find yep. enough benefit in to continue using 
after COVID ends. That's certainly our goal. We, um, you know, I, I have four kids and I think that, um, you know, I, I'm not. Look at those lines in the U.S. Look at those registry lines for yeah. the election, right? Look at those huge uh, queues. I, 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 I would never say that oil and gas is dead. I don't think it is. I don't think it's a dead industry. But at the same time, we know in Calgary, we have to be looking at what else is there. I raised my kids here. I want them to have the opportunity to stay here. If they want to go live somewhere else, that's fine. But I don't want them to leave Calgary because there are no jobs here. And so we feel really strongly that, you know, part of our part of our purpose at Waitwell is to create jobs in in tech in Calgary. Well, I I literally was sitting, you know, this um, there was a last week was a a fair innovation fair on the University of Calgary, the new in, in. uh, initiative called UCEED, so University mm-hmm. of Calgary Seed, but there's and it's literally just about that theme about this tech, finding you know the tech, creating tech, and there's there's just, there's just a common thread, but it's it's not quite as you know oil and gas or agriculture or you know that the, 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 there's but there's that next level, that next tier, and it's yes, gonna take it time. Does. It takes time yeah. to build an ecosystem. But, um, but we we yeah. we really would like to to be part of that, and that is a really strong part of our purpose. Wonderful. Well, and, and, and to your, I know your husband works at SATE, and then they just they just got a massive announcement from OSIF, the Calgary uh, Development Initiative, OCIF. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that stands for, but that's so they're building tech. Tech is really important to that campus. You see, it's and now Royal has got an entrepreneurship uh, department, and they're not pumping out oil and gas people; they're pumping out entrepreneurs or tech tech focused uh, students, which right. is really important. Yeah, let's keep it happening. Well, Shannon, thank you so much. So, how do can you know? How do we wait in line for you? How do how do people find? <laughs> well, our website find is waitwell.ca. Just... We're on all the social channels. You can find yes. us on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, we have a YouTube channel. And if anyone wants to connect with me, I'm on LinkedIn, Shannon Vandermeulen, and I'm always happy to connect with anybody um, in Calgary or, or elsewhere in in the business space or tech space. Perfect. And Marlo, <laughs> we're going to see Marlo. In case you really want to, you know, if you're waiting in line and you want a dog, Marlo's going to be there, right? Unfortunately not. Marlo's Marlo's not a sweet little puppy anymore. He's a 74-pound boxer that likes to jump on people. So we have some work to do before he's allowed out of public. We did not take. Unfortunately, we didn't do a Zoom call in that one because he it would, it would have been nice to see that how he's the transition because he was a quiet and sleeping yeah, while we did that, our those podcast. Days are over. So that time. <laughs> well, Shannon, thank you so much, and uh, your patience because we did take a couple of takes it. on this one. Worth, so you waited. Wait you waited well. <laughs> you waited well. I waited well. Yeah, you get wait well. That was good. Well. That was it. Worked out well. It worked out well. Wait well. Worked out well. Oh, come on, Shannon. I can I can help you with that. <laughs> the play on words inside you. But anyway, really, thank you so much, and uh, have a, and and, oh, and stay safe. Yes, and, you and, too. And Alan, and thanks for your time. Okay. Thanks. Bye bye.